and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today's guest is a fun one, so buckle up. This is somebody who was one of the first people to approach me at EXP. We have actually become great friends since then. Uh, He sits on the board of directors. He's a legend. He's incredible. Gene Frederick, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Michael. What a pleasure. Oh, brother, listen, this is going to be a lot of fun. You know, you always have this energy, this excitement, and you have a wealth of information to share with listeners. Oh, well, thank you. I can't wait. Uh, can't wait to talk to your folks. And thank you. Thank you. I'm a, it's a pleasure to be on with you. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. So listen, as I said, you're the legend of EXP. You've got 11,000 people in your in your team. We're going to get to that in a second. But can you start by telling the listeners how you actually got started in the industry? I know parts of the story, but I'd love to hear it from you. Well, I, th- I thank you for asking that. I'll tell you what, I don't think you, I've told you this, Michael, because I go way back to the mid 80s. OK, you know, in the you know, in the mid 80s. I mean, we actually sold homes without cell phones. I know this is very hard to believe. <laughs> and uh, we laughed because uh, we actually sold homes the same way. I just carried a box of quarters with me and went to pay phones and everything. But I want to tell this story really quick, because I think this will relate to a lot of our listeners, especially a lot of the agents that, because I love this business. I love real estate agents. This is our profession. And so I'm speaking to real estate agents, 1985, just so you know, really quickly to tell you my story, didn't do really well the first year. Didn't do really well, Michael, the first year. I mean, I think this relates to a lot of agents where, you know, I left the corporate world. I was a CFO for corporations. And, and I came into real estate and that first year was tough. I mean, I'm learning a new skill, everything. And I went to a three-day seminar at the end of my first year. I was actually thinking, you know, maybe, maybe real estate's not for me. I went to a three-day seminar. I came back and man, that three-day seminar was so good. It said, write your goals down. First time in my life, Michael, that I wrote my goals down. I wrote my strategies down. I sat down and I went, okay, how am I going to make it in this business? I surely didn't do well the first year. So back then, and I, I know probably still now, my manager met with me in January of my second year, 1986. And, uh, and, I, and I was all ready for it. I'm going, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to commit to lead generation. I'm going to do these three or four things. I'm going to do them. I'm, I'm just going to commit. So she said, how many homes are you going to sell? in 1986. Now, Michael, I've never told you this, but I said, well, here, here, here's my goals. I laid them all out. I said, I'm going to sell 50 homes. And Michael, she started to laugh at me. Right. And she goes, never sold 50 homes in a year. Now, now let me tell you, being just new to the business, I went, oh my gosh, this just crushed me. I went, what, 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 am I not thinking right? And the gentleman next to her was my broker. His name was Michael Brody. Kind of like you, Mike. Mike Brody. And Mike said, Gene, you can do anything you want to do in life. And I'm telling you that that one meeting saved my career. And to this day, Mike Brody is one of my mentors. And uh, guess what? Guess what happened? My second year in the business, I sold sold 56. (laughs) I sold 56 homes, you know, And, and now here's the funny thing. I went to the awards banquet. That was number one out of 600 agents. Wow. Now, now in the 80s, see a lot of people now, this is, you know, this is 35 years ago. People didn't have teams back then, Michael. They didn't have big teams. They didn't have buyer's agents, listing agents. They didn't have, 
uh, two million assistants. So everybody in the eighties was just a lone lone wolf, lone agent. So myself and one assistant that I hired assistant. I got to tell you this because I went to the awards banquet, not knowing I was going to be number one. Are you kidding? So I get number one and I, I could not believe it. I, I really couldn't out of 600 agents at the awards banquet, the president of the company, just like the year before with Agnes, I'm at the awards banquet and she goes, well, Gene, how many homes are you going to sell next year? And I said, well, it's really simple. And I reach Michael, I reach into my, my coat pocket <laughs> and I take out my goals for the next year. Wow. And I said, I'm going to sell a hundred homes this year. And the look on her face was the same look I got from Agnes the year before. There's no way you're doing this, dude. So guess how many homes I sold my third year in the business? I'm going to say it's over 100. (laughs) About about 115. Now, now when I say this, and I really want to relate to real estate agents on this, think of that story I'm telling you. Number one, you got to look for mentors in this business. Mm -hmm. To this day, Mike Brody's just a dear friend of mine, a good friend. And every time I've made a, a change in the industry, I've called Mike. And I said, what do, you, what do you think I should do? Second thing is, I wrote my goals down for the first time in my life. I mean, I came from the business world, but I literally wrote the goals down in my own handwriting. I want you guys to understand, this is very key to your success. And then the third thing is, I didn't let anybody else make the goals for me. The 50 homes were mine. The hundred homes were mine. And I went three years in a row with selling over a hundred homes a year with myself and one assistant raising five kids. Wow. So I, I, I tend to think, I want you guys to understand that I'm, I'm here with you. You know, over 36 years in the business, I still love the enthusiasm and the excitement of new agents. When they come into our business, I mean, you guys will all make it. Just stick with it. You know, Gene, it's sort of like, uh, listen, let's let's stretch this out. This is a 40 minute interview. Let's- <laughs> hey, let me tell you. I that was just question guys- one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just listen. so you know, you know, the way people will remember this is with stories and with real life. These well, are no, stories. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it, I got to tell you something. When you start putting this in perspective and, you know, you you are so generous with your time. You you truly are a mentor to so many people. And you sit on the board of directors or VXP and all of this. And, you know, you, you, you are a legend in our industry. And to hear you say that the first year you didn't do anything. And it's, you know, it, it, it actually is inspiring for people that sort of look at you and say, yeah, there's no way I can be Gene Frederick. And so it's the idea that everyone was Gene Frederick because everyone started at the same place. And that's an important story because they look at your success. They look at your trajectory and they sort of say, it's impossible for me to get there. And it absolutely is not. Oh, by all means, by yes. all means. You know, so, it, it, go ahead, please. No, you go, go, go ahead. You know, because tell me, you know, tell me where, you know, so you started and you had that first success, number one in 1986, and then you went into a few trajectories, right? Because you went from agent to franchise owner. So tell me a little bit about that whole trajectory in your career. Well, I think everybody else, when you, this, this has been since my industry, since the eighties, and I actually started buying real estate in the seventies. Our, our industry has always been broker driven. What do I mean by that? The brokers owned everything. 
They just did. They owned the offices. You had to work through a broker. And so I thought my next thing after being selling almost 500 homes, my first five years in the business, well, I got to become a broker. I've got to own because the only way I can come into the, the business aspect of it and, and really actually make money through other people, right, is to own a, a brokerage. So in 1989, after five years of selling, I purchased my first franchise. I purchased Realty Executives, the whole Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I became a franchise owner. So I think what we all kind of thought as a sales agent, well, and, and even some of you guys right now, you're thinking, well, you know, in a couple of years, I'll become a broker. And then I'll go out on my own and, and I'll start my own thing. So I think that was kind of just a, a way for me to, to kind of grow. I've been a broker since 1986. And, and so I think that was just a progression. I owned that for five years. I built it up to 200 agents and three offices, which is very common, usually about 60, 70 agents per office. And I sold it in 1994 and got out of the brokerage side, went back into sales in 1994. Isn't that funny? And went back into sales in 1994, a small little company. My wife and I were two of the first 10 agents for a small company called Keller Williams. Oh, wow. In Dallas, Fort Worth. <laughs> so we, so, so we, it's really funny how I went back into sales. My wife and I sold for five years. And then again, five years later, I'm starting to think again, okay, I can make money in sales, but I really want that brokerage side. How do I do that? And we, we uh, purchased, started from scratch. Um, six offices, three in California. You might've heard of these towns, Carmel, where Pebble Beach is, Cupertino, where Apple is, Palo Alto, where Stanford is. Oh my gosh. And yeah, so we started offices in some of the highest priced areas in, in, in the world. Absolutely. And I owned, and in 1998 with Mike Brody, again, it reverts back 14 years later, Mike's my partner as I'm a, uh, an owner in the Northern California and Hawaii region. And we, and we start selling franchises and doing all that. So I think it was an evolution of that's the business I do. That's it. I mean, sales, brokerage side and go after it. So while I, um, it's kind of, a, it, it's been a fun ride. I've done kind of everything. And I, and I, what I love about it is that's why I love talking to real estate brokers as well as agents, because I've done the brokerage side as well. And so, and you've been successful in both. And so, you yeah. know, it, it actually, but there's a different, I can think it's a different discipline in both, right? And so, you know, you talked about in the very beginning, just talking about writing your goals and your strategies, but right. how did you plan for success? What, because those are going to be different. Those goals, goals of going in and saying, I'm going to build to three offices and 200 agents. And now I've got six offices in the most expensive areas in the country or in the world. How do you plan for that? I think, I think you know, it's really funny. I did, uh, my leader and I have talked about it. I, I, my wife and I have raised five children. If you have five kids, you've got to plan for everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I always laugh when people say, how do you stay disciplined? I said, I don't know. I just take the kids to school every day. I pick them up from school every day. And, and, and I, don't, I think it kind of made me. Uh, here's how I plan for success. I think there's two things I I've always engulfed in my mind. Number one, everybody that's listening to this needs to set very, very large goals. What I mean by that is you have to think outside the box. Please, what will happen is if you guys uh, don't set huge goals, I've always set huge goals. Quite honestly, most of my goals, Michael, I don't reach. 
you're going to think, well, what do you mean? Well, well, if you, do, if you set really, really high goals, like selling 100 homes a year, right? My third year in the business, I'm going to take the proper action to attain those goals. If I say I'm going to, I'm going to sell 10 goals my third year in the business, I'm going to do the action to sell, send, you know, sell 10 homes right. instead of 100. So the, the key to my success is number one, I don't let anybody define what my vision is going to be. I'm just sorry, I don't. I mean, I, I, I kind of sit down with my wife and when we did all this together, and believe me, it's a team effort. I said, honey, if we're going to start all these offices while I'm doing this, while I'm doing that, while I've got other jobs, we got to put our hands in that I'm going to be working a couple of jobs at the same time. I'm going to have to fly to California from Dallas. I mean, I had that Monday morning flight, came back on Wednesday. I mean, I, we committed to the fact that if I started these things two or three years later, you know, our life would be better. Sure. So I think, I think in golfing, when I look at goals and success, you have to have people around you, Michael. That's why you and I connect so well. Absolutely. I know, I know where you will take international. Just so you know, I mean, I already know it. I know where we're going because your goals are as big as my goals or bigger, which I love. And and I love being around people. By the way, just so you know, I I love Steve Harvey. I listen to a lot of Steve Harvey motivational tapes. And he will say in there, the problem is, is when you set big goals and say you want to do all this stuff, you go back and you talk to the people that set small goals. They might be your family members, right? They might be uh, people in your, if your inner circle is telling you, you know what, you really can't sell a hundred homes in a year, just like change, Agnes Williams. Change your circle. Change your circle. Change the people you're hanging with. Go find that's your Mike Brodies. That's it. You know, and that's the key to success. You know, it's, it's so funny. I always tell people I got to um, relate to EXP, right? Six years ago this month, literally it's when we're doing this podcast, six years ago this month, I met Jason Guessing flew to Austin to meet me. He's now our CEO and Glenn Sanford. I only met two people at EXP. Glenn Sanford, who said, said, Gene, here's the vision. It's all going to be about agents. And, 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 and Jason's the same way. And I liked them, Michael. And I went, wait, I, I'm going to buy into this vision that ha- with a company that has 300 agents six years ago, Right, 300 agents. And here's the thing. I had to buy into their vision and really like them that their visions were huge. I bought into it. Guess what? Six years later, same people they were six years ago. Absolutely. Same people. And I always tell people, I didn't buy into the model as much as I bought into Jason and Glenn. Well, remember, it's so funny you say that. I was in, in, in my old firm for 15 years. And to really make a move, it was really because of the people. And it was, it was Glenn and Jason and Jeff, you know, we just talked for literally eight months. I did eight months of due diligence, but I kept coming back and sort of saying, I really like these people. And, you know, it was, uh, you know, there was only, it was only three countries that, uh, that, that uh, EXP was in uh, right up until last month when we opened South Africa. And then there's another four coming before the end of the year. And, you know, there's another larger number next year. And so it's, it's exciting because 
they believed in what the vision was. When we sat there, we sat at Inman for literally a two hour secret meeting. <laughs> and, we just, and we just talked about what would an EXP global look like? And literally we just played and created and everyone was behind it. And, you know, to sort of see, I've been here now five months and to sort of see the, the thing that we sort of did on the back of a napkin at, right. you know, the, the Dos Caminos restaurant on, <laughs> in Times Square. Um, and, it was, uh, and it was something where the vision is here now and everyone is supporting that vision. And you sort of see how everything is, is shifting. And that's really exciting. Yeah, if you, you know, you saw the same thing I did. Uh, oh, Glenn, yeah. Glenn is so real, so, so authentic. Um, Jason is so authentic. You know, Jason, here's how we did when, when he came out to Austin to meet with me. I had already met with Glenn and, and he says, well, let me show you our model. I said, no, let's go shoot hoops in the backyard. That's funny. So we, we, went to my, we went to my basketball court and we just shot hoops for all day and talked and got to know each other. Yeah. And really really this model, everybody thinks it's just um, so magical. People follow people. That's it. That's they it. really do. They people, people follow people and, uh, and passion, I, right? Yeah. Well, and passion. And also the fact that, um, you know, it's so funny. I just moved. I, I love real estate because my wife and I just bought a home here in Puerto Rico. I love I got the photos you shared with me. Oh, all week we're emptying boxes and moving stuff. And I got to tell you, it was funny. I found some notes because I told you I write everything down. I take good notes from 20 years ago, Michael. Wow. And on the, and on the top of it, it said, these are the hundred Keller Williams agents that I want to make financially independent. So names were written down and, and, and I went, oh my God guess what? And I actually, I just wrote down 42 names. I guess I didn't get to hundred and I, and I wrote down 42 names. 10 of those 42 are with the XP now. Wow. I just got chills. So I, That's crazy. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I want to, I want to help people become financially independent. It's all about people. It's all about people. And, and as long as we hold that dear to our heart, and I know that Glenn and Jason do, they haven't changed in six years. It's still about the agent. It's still about how can we help that agent? The agent, if we help the agent become the best they possibly can be and actually become more financially independent, they can help that client better. It just, it just ripples on down. You know, that, that actually is a great segue to the next um, question. I really wanted to talk about culture. Sure. And it's the idea sure. that, you know, you, you worked for CB and Remax and KW and, you know, there's every one of those companies that are great companies, they have a different culture. And now obviously you've been at EXP for six years. And so how does, how does culture play that? We talked about Glenn and Vision and Jason, but you know, this, this probably for me was, um, was one of the most collaborative places I've ever worked at. And it's amazing to me. And so I'd love to hear your viewpoint, who's been here a lot longer than I have, as to how culture plays a role in the organization. Well, you know, to me, culture is how people treat each other. That's it, brother. That's it. Now, now it's funny because we're all in all 50 states. We're in all provinces in Canada. We're in the UK. We're in South Africa now. Thank you, Michael. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're going to go crazy, right? 
how people treat each other. It's funny. I, 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 it kind of goes back. I'm a big John Maxwell fan. I've read all of John's stuff through the years on leadership. And I remember 20 years ago when Enron happened, if you remember this story, of course I and do. When, en- when Enron happened and they were going, Oh, this business, these business people are just crooks. Right. And they asked John Maxwell to write a book on business ethics. And you know what he said, Michael, what? I can't. And they go, well, no, I want you to write a, a book on business ethics. He goes, there's no such thing as business ethics. Oh, wow. There's just ethics. Yeah. So he wrote a tiny little book. I still have it. You can read it in 10 minutes on an airplane ride. There's no such thing as business ethics. That's the title of the book. So in other words, you either have ethics or you don't. <laughs> wow. And, I love that. And it, yeah. So, so what I want when people go, how's the culture? And I said, well, what's the culture like in Vermont? I mean, your culture is how you treat each other in Vermont. Now, I got news for you. I'm from Texas originally, right? Yes. And Texans are a little bit different than you New Yorkers. <laughs> but, but they really are. When I go to New York, they're the same way. They really are. They just care about people. I mean, I think 9-11 showed us that. Sure. I think 9-11 brought the com- country together and we just went, oh, my gosh, we really all are the same. And you and I have traveled all over the world. Every time I go to another country, another area, you know what I talk to people about? How are your kids? Yep. All they do is talk about their kids and their family and, and, and how much they care about this. And they just want to raise their kids or their family and, and, and live a fun life. And, and, and so I, I just think we're almost all the same. We're just culture. The word culture is how people treat each other. And that's what you've that. experienced. Yep. And, you know, and it's reciprocal, right? It's, it's, yep. it's basically just a relationship. We're in the relationship business in every aspect of that. And so it's not just the buyer and the seller. It's how you treat your colleagues. It's how you treat each other. And it, it is how that grows. And you're absolutely right. I love, the, I love that answer that there's no such thing as business ethics. It's just ethics. And that's a powerful statement. Right. Well, and the other thing is, when I met Glenn six years ago, here, here was the game changer for me. Seriously. And, and, and at that time, the stock was 13 cents a share. <laughs> okay. We, we were like in a That's peak crazy. sheet, like Wolf on Wall Street. This is six yeah, yeah. years ago. He literally comes to Austin and talks to me. And I said, is this stock real? And he said, yes, it is. And I, he says, everybody gets, I said, are there preferred shares? He goes, no, everybody gets common shares. If an age, we're going to give five different ways, we're going to give stock to agents. And I said, Glenn, no, wait. So we're going to give ownership to the agents through stock. And he goes, yes. And I said, you have changed the industry forever. Because as you mentioned, I was with KW for 21 years. Right. Uh, they never gave me ownership. I was with Remax in their heyday in the 80s. Never, uh, you know, Dave Lineker never gave me stock. And I said, so we will all own this together. And he goes, yes. And I said, you've changed the world. You've changed the agent world forever because now they're not just employees. Or, you know, they, they feel like they're employees, even though they're self-employed. You know, now, now you've turned into them into partners. That's it. Goes, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yep. That's it. And by the way, I've been talking about this. There's a video out that I've done. It's three years old. And a guy said the other day, he says, Gene, your video is still out there. And I said, he says, you were excited in, in, in 2017 in August of 2017 that the stock was three bucks. <laughs> and I said, of course I was. 
Because I seen it when it was 13 cents. And, so and, and, wait a minute. And, so it went from yeah. 13 cents to what we were at 62 this week at some point. And right. so it, $62, that is, not cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, but, but, it, yeah. but here's the key. It's not the price of it. It's the fact that we all own it. That's exactly right. Well, a little bit about the price. <laughs> Well, well, the price is now. Now people are calling me again. Make out your list of how many people you want to f- become financially impended. Help them. It's so true, right? The the old Zig thing, right? The old Zig so More people, more people you help. Um, and and guess what? I've gotten text in the last couple of weeks that would make you cry. You know, and Gene, I can't believe it. Yeah, I can well imagine. I mean, literally, in 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 just the five months that I've been here. You know, um, the stock has 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 gone up six hundred percent, and um, you know that that's a game changer. It's a game changer. And well, we it's... call it we call it the Michael Valdez. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Listen, this is it's sort of like I always say this. It sort of said I have a healthy ego, but I'm not delusional. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is oh. all of us. And so listen, so you know, six years at EXP, the stock is yep. here. This is your vision. This is a lot of wow, this is going to change the industry. And you know, right. this was um, you were right, and it has, and it continues to do so. And so I have a question that everyone's asking. How on earth did you build a team of eleven thousand people? Well, uh, <laughs> real simple. Real simple. Uh, You know, uh, I always revert that. Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book called Blink. And in Blink, he says, for some reason, if you've been around forever, you kind of notice something that it's going to change. I think the reason I could could build something, and and of course, it's not me, it's everybody else, is I believed it. You have to start with a belief. When When I saw this six years ago, it's funny how it's coming right on my six year anniversary. And I, and I saw this small little company with 300 agents. I literally went, this is Netflix. Yes. And I came back to Susan, you know the story, five months later. And I'm, I'm analytical. A lot of people on this podcast, they're analytical like I yes, am. I are. researched it for five months. I researched it for five months, Michael. I didn't make a snap decision. I did I it for eight in, months. It's crazy. Yes. You're, you're, yeah, you're worse than I am. I was like, you're <laughs> eight months. <laughs> you know, so so I come back five months later in the uh, spring, in, in April of, of 2015, I said, Susan, if if you knew Netflix exists, would you own a blockbuster? And she goes, well, of course not. And I said, we own six blockbusters. Wow. And we own a big one called a region. And she goes, what do you mean? I said, I just found Netflix. It is going to change our industry. And, and I think that's what if. You've got to believe in anything, right? It's just like when you, so I shared my vision with, you know, you know Rob Flick. Of course. Eight months later, he joins. He researches yep. it for eight months. Then he shares it with uh, Scott and Tracy Lewis, then Pat yep. Hayes, and then, and, the, and the list goes on. And then Brent Gove and, and Jay Kinder and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I could name you people that have, ch- that have changed our world. Oh, Michael Valdez. Let's name that name. <laughs> <laughs> because realistically, as we name, as we add people that go, you know what? I believe it's Netflix too. I believe it is the way that people are going to be selling real estate. Now, I got I, Michael. Let's be real. I'm the only goofball 
crazy people are the ones that change the world, right? I was 100%. the crazy guy, crazy guy five and a half years ago that told everybody's going to go, everybody's going to be going virtual five years from now. Mm-hmm. Now, look at what's happened. COVID, right? Absolutely. COVID has brought that to the forefront. I just read an article where they interviewed 1,600 CEOs across America. They said 90% of their workforce is not coming back. 90%. 90% of their, they're, they're, they're going to leave 90% of their workforce at home. Now, that's, that's just CEOs across every industry. You talk about real estate, our industry, what I, what I wake up every day thinking about, caring about is real estate agents. I've had calls from brokers, Michael, from all over the world going, okay, my agents aren't coming back. How do I go virtual? And I yep. go, well, we've been doing it for 11 years. Here's how we've done it. You know, we own a platform called Verbella. And I always tell them, they go, what's Verbella? And I said, well, six months ago, did you know what Zoom was? Mm. And they go, no. And I said, well, guess what? Six months from now, you'll know Verbella. Very well. <laughs> right? Very well. So, so how did I build this? I didn't do it. It was through everybody else. But you just have to believe that you're changing the world. And, and quite honestly, we, we are. Everybody will be virtual, Michael, in five years. Oh, I know it. Oh, I know it. It's so true. If they're not, they'll, be a, they'll just be out of business. They'll be another Absolutely. blockbuster. Yep. Absolutely. You know, and it was so true what you're saying about vision. You know, I've said this in probably every meeting after, after speaking with you. You're the first person I spoke to at EXP. And we got along like a house on fire. You were my brother after that call. And it's, it's been that. And it's been beautiful to, to, I mean, you have an incredible soul. And it's just been beautiful to to really get to know Eugene. And it is that thing of of belief, right? And believing right. what you're doing. And it's the idea that, you know, I am convinced that this is the going to be the premier real estate company in the world. That's it. It's 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 written in stone. Yeah. It's sort of like there's, you know, I it's sort of like I know it. I'm just waiting for everybody else to catch up to me. It's the idea that this is what's going to happen. And it's um, and that's the only vision I have. And so right. when I talk to people, that's what I say to them. And it's, you know, you and I have been on, on calls with yep. some of these foreign uh, uh, territories that we're coming into. And these are right. behemothly large agencies with thousands of agents. And it's funny when the response that we're getting now is, we realize you're coming into our market. We realize you are the disruptor. We realize right. we're going to lose, lose agents. Let's figure out if we can work together. And right. so- that's really, you know, and I always sort of say, hey, guys, that's my line. And so, it's, <laughs> <laughs> so it's great that the strength of what we have all created, this story, this right. brand is so strong that it's resonating around the world. Well, the quality of agents, Michael, like you've been talking to, you know, when you put me on a call with these folks and, and you and I are very blessed uh, to be on calls, literally. I get on two or three a day with top agents or top brokers across the, the, the universe, this whole doggone thing. I probably will get a call from Mars. Um, but, but I'm just telling you, when we're on those calls, what's the quality of people you've been dealing with? Oh, my is Lord. This just crazy? Is this just crazy? Yes. I mean, everybody just thinks, oh, my gosh, you guys are growing, but you're not growing. I will, you have no idea who we're talking to. Do oh, my time. Lord. 
you know, and, and, and the people who are coming in to, to work for EXP on the leadership side, right? We're, we're getting well, COOs, we're getting country leaders, we're getting people who are just sort of saying, I, I want to be a part of this ride. I want to be a part of this story. And, you know, it's so funny. I, I, I actually started uh, keeping a journal on our, on, our, um, on our milestones because when we look back, the story of EXP is going to be oh. like like that Jack Welch sort of like, you know, story, right? It's going to be the story of Glenn's vision and how this brand became the brand. And right. uh, I'm just convinced of it. So I'm actually keeping a journal of our milestones as we're going on the, at least on the global side. And it's, uh, and it's something to refer back to. Beautiful. Yeah, I wish, you know, it's funny. I, I do write everything down. I write everything in notebooks. And it's fun going back. Like I said, I just moved uh, some stuff from Texas to here. Uh, I've been here for a year and a half, but I just now moved all my junk. <laughs> it is junk, most of it. But, <laughs> but, but I do like looking at my old notebooks and seeing my notebooks from six years ago when I met Glenn, seeing my notebooks of what, what, the, what our vision was. Um, and, and what's funny, as we've looked at our vision, um, we set our sights too low for the end of 2020. I mean, I had the goal set out and, and, and we've blown it away. Yep. Here's why. Here's why we've blown it away. And you're getting a feeling of it internationally. We are the only different disruptive technology yep. in our business, period. We're it. I mean, everybody else just packages it different, but they're all blockbusters. We are the only Netflix. And when I say that, we really are. We're the only one that's dared to go. Just think of it. All 50 states virtual. Who dared to do that? Glenn did. That's right. And, and, and I'm just telling you, we're, we're it. Now, here's, here's what I'm going to tell everybody on the podcast. Get ready, because this is just the beginning. I mean, this is really, I can't wait, 2020. But between 2020 and 2030, oh, Forget it. Oh my, it's, it's, it's all over because the momentum we have and the quality of agents and brokers that we're attracting is unprecedented, just unprecedented. I mean, I have people that I never thought ever, ever would listen to a new model, right? Cause they were so ingrained into their old thing going, I got to change. Don't I, I better react. I go, yeah, it's coming. I mean, what's the goal that you and I sort of threw out for agent count globally? Uh, uh, you know, you, it's your goal. I'm on the board. I can't say anything. Me neither. Uh, I'll let you. Uh, <laughs> nope. I, I can't really say, but all I know is it's beyond anybody's dreams. It's beyond Whatever. anyone's. It's never been achieved. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Because realistically. It's never been achieved. Here's what's funny, Michael. And I've told people this and everybody, I, I get this question a lot. What surprised you or. Or, you know, has, has anything surprised you? Or And I said, here's the problem. You know what's really weird? Six years ago, once I met Glenn, once I met Jason, once I committed, I knew we were going to be here. Yes. Yeah, somebody asked me the other day, what if EXP wouldn't have worked? I mean, I sold everything, Michael. I sold, I sold six franchises. I sold right. a region. I sold what I had built up for 21 years. Let's, sure. let's sink in. Yep. They said, what if it wouldn't have worked? And I said, I knew it was going to work. And they go, you can't know something's going to work. And I said, yes, yes, you can. can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I yes, had the can. blink. And, and, and right. let me tell you, it's actually, I know you and you and I both know 
we're going to that number and beyond. Yes. Now, here's the thing. It's not a number. It's the fact that we can affect people's lives. We That's are going to create agents and they're going to have financial freedom for the first time. They're not going to just have to sell their last home and turn their last key and pass away, opening up the last door. There's a way out for real estate agents for the first time. First time ever. You know, what's so beautiful. I, as I'm telling the, uh, the EXP story to the different countries we're going into in Mexico, for example, when you tell the story culturally, it resonates culturally. Somebody says, Oh my gosh, are you saying that I can now help my family, my neighbor, my community? And I love the way that that's how they're interpreting what it is that this model is. It's not just for them. It's the idea. And that's when I know we're going to be successful there because that's the vision that they're having is helping others. And when you come from a heart of that, and you do that so tirelessly. It's the idea that you're there in a second to be on anyone's call to help them to tell this story. And it's so it's 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 so selfless of you that you go in and, and at a moment's notice you're on any oh, phone call. And that's really think, is but that's part of the story. Well, I think everybody does that. I really do. I think I, I always love the uh, I love a lot of Mother Teresa's uh, uh, prayers, quite honestly, but uh, she said, there's only three qualities that a human being needs. Be kind, be kind, be kind. I love them. You know, and, and, and I, and I just, it gives me chills. I usually keep a, a few of her prayers around with me that, to just look at because quite honestly, guys, uh, guys and gals that are in this industry and quite honestly, most of my, uh, just so you know, in the eighties and nineties, especially, in the 2000s, all my mentors were usually women. Mm-hmm. This industry has been very women dominated, and I love it. I've learned more Me from too. business, from, from, from women in this business. So I want to let everybody know. I mean, these are just two guys talking. But, but I can tell you, as you hear me talk, please know that tons of women have given me so much insight in business. Um, well, you know, my entire, my entire leadership team are all women. Oh, beautiful. My entire leadership it. team. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's not a uh, – that's for sure. I mean, I, I just wanted to throw that out there because yep. I really do want to give credit to all those people that have given me advice and, and leadership techniques and then, hey, go read this book. Hey, go read this. I mean, through the years, I, I just I just try to add on to my my skill set that I can help people. And, and uh, don't be afraid of change, guys. Let me tell you, change is, uh, there's no reason anybody listening to this shouldn't think of, you know, how can I change my career? How can I uh, be more consistent? How can I help others more? And, uh, you know, just, just stay on course with all of that stuff. So I want to ask you in your 35-year career, what is the greatest lesson you've ever learned? You know, to me, the greatest lesson, number one, is to write my goals down. Mm. With all this technology, I think a lot of people go, well, I'm just going to put it on my computer and whatever. Uh, Michael, when you write it down in your own handwriting, it stays. Absolutely. It oh, my stays. gosh. <laughs> you know, so I write down, uh, you know, you write. So I, I think my greatest lesson is write your goals down. And I wouldn't say just put your goals down. Write huge goals. Mm-hmm. Write huge goals, write them down and stay persistent. Don't, 
don't let other people say, see, you couldn't do that. See, I told you. Those people aren't in my life, by the way, just so you know. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I literally had to, after that first year in real estate, I told Susan, I came back and I said, Susan, we're going to change our friends. You have to almost purge at times, don't you? Yes, because absolutely you know, too, too many negative ones. And you know what? I, you know, I love, I love the fact that you're in New York and we can hear the, uh, the, well, the it's silence. Part, it's part of the in. charm. Yes. <laughs> That's it. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, so when I grow up, I want to be Gene Frederick because it's sort of like that. Oh. I can sort of hang out and, and sort of like be by the pool in Puerto Rico. Well, you know, what's funny is John Maxwell. I, I, I keep coming back to John, but I, I read all his books and I used to come see him quite a bit. And I remember I was at a seminar one time and, and he'd been doing it for 25 years. And somebody said, I wish I would have met you 25 years ago. And he goes, no, you don't. <laughs> And that's what I always laugh when I hear somebody like you say, oh, I wish I could be here. I said, well, look, 25 years ago, I wasn't sitting in Puerto Rico. <laughs> you know, so, so here's what the deal is. You know, got news for you. This is my dream. This is Susan's dream. Yes. This is our family's dream. Yeah, and you are. know what's exciting about it? We're just, we're just living our own story, our own vision of what we want to be. I love it. I love it. So, you know, you, you probably mentioned a few of these things already as we were talking with some of the other questions. But if you were a new agent today, what yep. would be the three pieces of advice you would give somebody? Well, number one, commit to lead generation. Uh, lead generation is the key to this business. A lot of people don't realize that. I've written a, one book on it, 101 Ways to Lead Generate in Real Estate. You've got to commit to lead generation because a lot of people think, well, I'm going to give great service, Michael. I'm going to do this. I said, you know, you can't give good service if you don't have anybody to work with. Absolutely. Number two, uh, I, I would build a business uh, uh, strategy that includes not only sales, which is what you, most new agents think about. I've got to sell a home or I've got to rent a condo in New York or I've got to do whatever. You've got to have other income streams. That's why EXP is going to work. We have stock, right? You can acquire stock in a NASDAQ company. You can get into revenue share, which means we, we take the money off the top and give it back to the agents that help us grow. So if you don't, number two, if you don't have two other re revenue streams besides selling homes, you're going to be stuck. And number three, uh, advice to new agents, please, please put the health of you and your family first. I love I mean, that one. You know, please. And, and you know what? I would say this, uh, number three, three A, as I say, after putting <laughs> your health and your family first is go have fun. You know, I, I coined a phrase literally in 2000, when I came here, I went, okay, I've been doing this a long time. I'm going to go start with this company with 400 agents. I said, I'm going to make real estate fun again. I'm going to go make real estate fun again. This is a fun business. It should be fun for you guys. So just write down, make it, I'm going to make, go real, make real estate fun today. And by I the way, it. when I, I got news for you, raising five kids, I never told my kids I was going to work, Michael. You know what I did? What? Every day when I left, I said, I'm going to go play realtor today. <laughs> and that was my byline forever. And guess what? Three of my children, three out of my five are realtors. Why? Because I they didn't look that. at it as... So just go have fun, guys. Go, you know, just, you know, this is a fun business. It really is. It should give you energy, not take energy from you.
That's right. That's right. I've got three quick fire questions for you to wrap sure. us up. What motivates you? My, uh, definitely my family, my wife, my five kids and my nine grandkids. Love. That's really all I think about. Love. What challenges you? Uh, making Susan happy. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I, I got news for you, man. You know, I just, I just, I just want to make my wife happy. I make her happy. And I'm, I'm, it, my day's a great day. I love <laughs> and then my final question for you, what would you like your legacy to be, Gene? I just want my, I, I really want my great, great, great grandkids to know that Susan and I care about them. Oh. Gene, you are such an amazing spirit. I mean, I, I swear to you, I call you my brother and I really mean it from my heart. It was something that really resonated from day one. And you We're know, both Latino. We're both Latino. <laughs> exactly. There it is. <laughs> there it is. But I've got to tell you, you are you are truly a legend, a mentor, a friend. And I appreciate so much the time you spent in sharing your knowledge and your story with everyone today. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Same here, Michael. Take care, thank, everyone. And thank you, all of you, for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.